0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. I saw that there's cities that have switched to drones instead of fireworks. What do you think of that? I would be willing to bet that there's people out there that I want my fireworks. Uh, I think the drone is a better option. You know, I kind of got caught in this same conversation regarding the wood-fired pizzas in New York City. It's interesting to me how things go politically, and it goes in both directions. You had a lot of conservatives jumping on the on the bandwagon. You see, the, the, the dirty liberals are going to take away wood. <laughs> You're not even going to be able to burn a fire thanks to these liberals. And in reality, it's not at all what's going on. They had to use the air quality excuse to pass the the legislation. But I'm just going to tell you, without getting into all the gory details, you have no idea what you're talking about if you've never actually experienced one of these things. Uh, and, and and actually, here's here you go. Here's a um, you know close to home story. So we actually have a a barbecue place that operates behind our property, and. Um, you can go in there and grab stuff at the counter. I think there's a couple of tables, but it's not really a restaurant. It's a, you know, come-and-go place They operate out of this building. It's pretty far away from our house in terms of, you know, the feet, okay? It's not like I'm right on top of it like an apartment in New York. Uh, I mean, it's got to be a good 1,000, 1,500 feet down there, all right? That smell, and it's a great smell. I, I enjoy it for the most part, uh, but it's pungent. And if you sit in your living room— And you got to smell that every day. You get your suit out of the closet, and it smells like wood-fired pizza because of the pizza place downstairs. I'm telling you, it's miserable. It's really miserable. This is not like a little uh, crackling campfire. And even a campfire at times annoys the name. You don't want the smoke blowing in your face. And uh, to think that you're going to have wood-fired pizzas in New York City with with no— And they weren't banning them, by the way. We're just saying, hey, if you're going to run these things, it's time that we put filters on them so that, you know, not everybody's got to enjoy it the way you do. And I think that that's fair and reasonable in that context. I don't complain about the one behind me. I did complain when the gymnastics business a mile down the road had the outside event with the music so loud we could hear it in the house. This was going on for a week. I went down there very nicely I asked them to please turn it down. There was no need to have it that loud. They blew me off. I contacted the township. Hey, this is why we have zoning laws. Uh, and it's the same thing with the smoke. And you've heard me talk about When I have a fire outside, I don't just – I'd be careful of the time and look to see if my neighbor's windows are closed because, well, we burn. <laughs> we burn pretty hot when we do burn. Anyway, for all the same reasons, I think the drones are better in many contexts than the fireworks. You know, you're out at the uh, Iowa State Fair. I'm sure fireworks is a good thing. Maybe not. If it's been too dry, start a fire. That happens all the time. I've seen from fireworks shows a car dealership damage with all the the fallout from the stuff. Happens. The wind switch directions. Imagine that's falling on your house, on your child. Somebody gets injured. I know I'm being a little dramatic, but I think the drones are a better option for fireworks. But there's something in that story I want to talk about a little bit more. Let me tell you what I want to talk about today. How's that? I'll give you the lineup, and then we'll see where we want to go. I want to talk about these drones because there's more to this story than fireworks. The DOD promoting this uh, coming out of this Army transgender major. Did anybody see this? This dude is not even remotely passable for a woman. Um, I want to talk to you about the the bigger meaning of that before I get sucked into just talking about this guy's mental health uh, issues. RFK Jr., have you been watching this guy at all? Capture, capturing the public interest big time. And I think uh, proving that there's a better path, certainly than what Biden is giving us. He's running this country into the ground. Trump has the gloves off. He's coming and swinging for the fight. But RFK, he's staying clear of all that. And uh, he's just got a very basic, mature message. One big problem with that message, though. I'll tell you what that is when we get to the story. France. The big story. France is burning. Do you really believe for a second that this is all about the shooting of some immigrant child in the street by the police and then all of a sudden all these uh, immigrants are there angry and with armed with these fireworks? And No, 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 no. There's much more to it than that. If all that's not enough, It seems like World War III is right around the corner with accusations that Russia is going to blow up its own nuclear power plant. Do you believe that? On top of that, the uh, UN has issued a famine warning that 80 million people are at threat for starvation. There's not enough food. Is that true? What is really going on with that story? I've been talking to you about all of these things, um, telling you. That it's going to be coming with more and more frequency. I don't know where you live. You've got to determine the threat assessment where you're at. I have to do it here. I watched. I watched last time as the riots came within one town of us here outside of Philadelphia. And there is a threat. You know, what happens if stuff starts uh, going on like you have in France? What's going on in your town? Are you Are going to be able to handle that? What do you tell the kids? you have any plan at all? <laughs> I think most people would be like a, uh, a deer in the headlights. There's a lot going on. I'm going to break it down for you a little bit today. I know I'm a little razzed up. I'm feeling pretty good. I had a really nice break. Um, took a completely different turn than I thought. My chiropractor is going to kill me. I was out working in the yard, planted two more bushes. So we've got, uh, that makes 10 I've planted this year. And uh, I got the river rock done. I think I told you I was finishing up the second half of my mulching. And I'm putting a knife edge Around everything, recutting, reshaping, fixing any, I mean, just really going all out. This is, you know, this is a serious tune up. I worked all day Friday, knocked off early in the afternoon. Buddy stopped by, had a couple of beers. Girls were gone. Beautiful. Saturday, I wake up, sore my back, bothering me. And I thought, nah, it's because of my hip. Still working on the muscle strength. I'm going to push through it. Not only did I push through, I doubled down, I ground it out. I was just work. I like to work hard. Well, then I woke up to go to the bathroom Friday night, Saturday night it was Saturday night. And, uh, my, I was in trouble. Um, I mean this, I threw my back out bad, like probably should have went to the emergency room bad, but I've been through this so many times and I was like, all right, I just got to start the process. It gets locked up. I don't know how to explain this in medical terms. But it gets inflamed, and it, the, the, whatever's going on with the vertebrae, they get locked up. It's putting pressure on a nerve. cause pain to breathe, and it's exhausting, uh, among other things. Um, but I know the process. And my chiropractor, by the way, when I told him I was going to be doing this work, he told me to put on a weight belt you know, to protect my back. And uh, I didn't do that. That was dumb. I'm going to go get one right away before I get back into that. Anyway, I started, I just start stretching a little. I learned from the chiropractor. like, you don't want to, when you're hurting like that. See, the, the problem is that the inflammation is what's really causing it. You think you're going to stretch it out or you're going to, um, you know, adjust it out, cracking, cracking crack your bag or chiropractor or something like that. And it doesn't really work like that. In the past, what I would do is I would take an, a doctor, plug me on as a medical doctor. But see, this is the difference between medical and chiropractor. The medical doctor, what does the medical doctor want to do? The medical doctor wants to feed me pills. Sometimes you need it. I was close. I did take a muscle relaxer and some ibuprofen to get that swelling down just to get loosened up a little bit. Didn't really help in that case. But the trifecta has been a pain pain relief uh, muscle relaxer and um, anti-inflammatory. And that will usually get the calm down back there enough that can break it free and then, you know, start exercising again and get it, get it loosened up. Um, there's been times in the past where it gets so locked up, I've had to go to the emergency room get it shot at dilata because he literally just can't move, can't get out of bed, can't walk. Um, tiring just to be in bed. So this time around, um, you know, and you've been hearing me talk about this, the, you know, resetting my pain threshold for this reason. I was just looking at the reality of the situation. I'm like, as I get older, I'm going to be dealing with pain. At some, you know, And I've been doing pretty good. I, I take good care of my back. I go to the chiropractor every week. I stretch every day. You've heard me tell the story about hanging, uh, the concussion. So it all came about because of back issues I was working on. Anyway, um, you know, God God has an interesting plan. I was really bummed out because I was like, like another day and I basically would have been done the mulch. And I'm not done doing everything I want to do. I have other projects I want to get on to, but it's like going to be a serious hurdle. And as it stands, the tools are sitting out in the yard and then half a mulch pile. It's a little depressing for me to look at that like that after I had such a, um, such a good run. But uh, I say God is good because I think God knew that I needed a mental break. I told you I've been dealing with some things lately. It's been a little stressful, no big deal. Um, everything's going okay. But I was able to just get my hands around that. Then the other thing was with 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 the podcast, I told you this before I took the break. I'd say that you know that whole um story of that submarine that they knew was destroyed and then they perpetuated that knocking lie, right? And it's just nothing even happens with it. That's like, forgotten in the fast pace of today. And that's part of the tactics. Like, the big news, today today's big news, and they're just rushing everybody. I'm tired of being lied to. I'm tired of being rushed around. I'm tired of being treated like an idiot. You? I don't know. How do you feel about it? Well, it affects me because i got to talk about this stuff here on the podcast. I don't have to. I can do whatever I want. That was the question I was pondering. But I was able to realize through all that that uh, it really is very important that I continue to talk about these things and, and try and educate people. Um. Let me see. Where do I have the RFK story? I want to give you an example of this. Well, let's just jump into the uh, RFK story. Um, What I was going to say with with RFK um, is a real common sense guy. You listen to him talking. I'll I'll tell you what he opened my eyes. I was going to say about the lies and the importance of me continuing to talk, at least what I know about. RFK was talking about vaccines, and he said, I've been talking about this. I just didn't know the details the way he does. And he hangs out with, like, Dr. Mercola and stuff like that. I mean, these are guys that know this stuff. And he was like, you know, we didn't have autism in this country until the 1930s, right around the same time the vaccines rolled out. They came out with a smallpox vaccine in, the, in the 1989, and then there was a huge spike in ADD and all these different things in the early 90s. I've seen with my own eyes the links with service members, and they're saying it's the mercury that's in it as a preservative that's causing all these problems. Why isn't anybody looking into it? You know, and and my point about this in the context of uncovering this information, um, definitely going to change some of the things I do in terms of our daughter. Now that I have that information, I appreciate having it. Look at how we've been lied to. They say, no, you anti-vaxxer, the vaccines are safe. Shut your mouth. Why? Why can't you even have a conversation about it? That's the evil part. Kids are being injured. Seriously injured. Putting huge burdens on families and the problems down the road. Does anybody know medically why these heavy metals are so destructive to us in terms of our mental health? Isn't it what took Rome down? The lead in the pipes. Same thing. These heavy metals. So, uh, I mentioned that RFK story a little out of order just to share. I mean, to me, that information that he shared was huge. And and giving me the information that I can go back and argue that, you know, um, and, and substantiate my position when I get called an anti-vaxxer. And I can say, go argue with, with RFK Jr. Anyway, I like everything he's saying. And I'll, I'll be right up front with you. I think politically speaking, he's got a better game than Trump and Biden combined. I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say to you. But there's one big, big flaw in this, and um, we're not going to get the candidate who's going to deal with the real issue at hand. RFK is not even talking about it. Trump didn't even talk about it. When I was uh, on a hard run with this before, I had listeners telling me, Chris, 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 that's not going to win elections. And our biggest problem today, our existential threat. There was a guy, the Starbucks CEO, he was saying that He tried to campaign on that, remember? Lost, crash, rope ro- 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 <laughs> in spending. Bah, that's not what the American, that's not how we talk in the richest nation in the world. Nope. This train is on a run, runaway course. And, hey, look, I, I'm telling you that I'm having trouble with the lying. There's so much money out there that they own and control. Entire networks that can go out to millions and millions of people. They don't care. They don't, care. They don't have to care. They've already got it all locked down until it's not. But all these – there's too much money out there. I believe we've probably hit peak cash. And it's a term that I made up, quite frankly, You've of peak oil and the peak uh, consumption – I think that we've we've reached that too. Um, what do I mean by that? I say this with our family. Like, what do, we don't need anything anymore. Like, you know, people give me gifts and things. I come sometimes. I wish they just wouldn't. Like, I have too much stuff. I mean, we we, we throw out a ton of a perfectly good stuff. You know, we try to recycle and things, but the, the, the volume of stuff. We don't need any more stuff. Even poor people today have iPhones and new cars and air conditioning. They want for nothing. They don't suffer at all. They don't even really have to work in most cases. The government taking care of anything with all this printed money. And I do believe it is the cause of all of our problems at some foundational level, at least involved in it. Now, you don't have to agree with that. But I know that every other person in the country agrees with me that the debt is a problem. But yet you just watch. Nothing will happen with it. Nothing will change. Nothing will change until it comes to a catastrophic end. It probably will take World War III, sadly. Because the people in control of all this military hardware and communicating, they're not going to, yeah, we're going to need to go a different direction. Not going to happen. My economic outlook, by the way, and I don't care if it's Trump or Kennedy, this inflation is going to kill us. Every day you wake up and the money in your pocket is worth less than when you went to sleep the night before. And sooner or later, it's going to be a big, big problem. I was telling my wife, there's an article here, a little argument going on about building low-cost um, um, uh, low housing in a, an affluent township. Not ours, luckily. I would be up in arms. This is a not-in-my-backyard thing, you'd say, right? Yeah, exactly. You're damn right, not-in-my-backyard. We live in a single-family neighborhood for a reason. We've invested a lot here under a framework that this was going to be single-family homes, not bringing in migrants from, from who knows where and dumping them on our doorstep and hoping that everything works out okay. The strain on the police—I've seen it all in these group homes. There's absolutely an increase in need for services. They'll move them in. No, no, you mean not my backyard. The argument was going. Somebody said, uh, "I don't want a nuclear dump site in my backyard." Exactly. You've got to find someone. This is why we have zoning laws, to protect the values of our properties, that people just don't come in tomorrow. Some corporate you – know, and this is the thing, too. They, hey, we want affordable housing. This is the perfect picture for what's going on, right? It's affordable housing. It's a corporation, a, a for-profit corporation that's going to be building this. So they're going to put out their own propaganda, right? This county, we're here to build it. Yeah, all kinds of government subsidy, which is going to serve to do what? Create more inflation down the road. <laughs> The only worse. And then they want to build these uh, low-income apartments. I'm thinking, you know, if if this is the help that you're going to provide, no thanks. And it is a serious issue. So serious, I said to my wife, we've talked about this before, I could not afford to buy where I currently live. It freaks me out badly. If something happened and I had to get up and move, I wouldn't be able to stay here. I simply cannot afford it. To tell you how expensive it is. There were some luxury apartments built up on the other end of town. My mother-in-law from Manhattan took a look at them. Eh, it's kind of a, uh, I don't think she was really serious at the time, but toss around the idea of maybe moving down here. It, they were more expensive than the apartments in Manhattan. She said it's cheaper to live here. I had been saying that. It is a real problem. But more government subsidies only going to make it worse. It really will. And no, I don't want it in my backyard. And I think people have every right. They want it to say, oh, you don't like poor people? No, it's just... <laughs> Listen, I, I bought to live where I am. People will sue to block that, and, and rightfully so. Um, I mentioned about these drones for the uh, fireworks, and uh, it's very cool in a sense, right? The drones. Have you seen this? It's like it's like synchronized swimmers, except it's drones in the air. I don't know what they do for noise. What do they do? Like they have speakers set up? Is there like music or something in some kind of uh, celebration? I guess this is coming out of China. Well, that's for all fireworks. Fireworks are American. We're not giving them up more than we're giving up our wood-fired stoves. This is the lunacy on the right that I'm putting out. Don't you dare. Don't you touch my wood stove. <laughs> no, that's not what's going on. <laughs> it's really just a simple local matter in New York City, actually. The drone thing... He'd say, I want my fire, My I want American fireworks. You haven't been able to buy American fireworks my whole lifetime. I've never seen in my life American made firework. They're really funny to me. Um, anyway, you know, I'm all for tradition and traditional values. I really am. Um, but I can't stand fireworks, to tell you the truth. And I think they're messy, it's a waste of money. A lot of these towns, or the town where we used to live, they spend twenty five thousand dollars every year for fireworks, twenty five grand. You talk about you know feeding homeless and things like that. I mean, where's the where's the uh, the priority there? Well, anyway, like anything, you're going to have people that um, like the drone fireworks, and you have people that don't like it, right? Uh, for one thing, I thought you know it could be pretty uh, intrusive. Imagine that you're sitting outside on your patio, and all of a sudden these drones pop up. How many of these drones outfitted with cameras, before the police or, and maybe not even police, just neighbors, start flying them around as like a um, as like a uh, what do you call it? Uh, what, what was that when people used to go through the community crime watch? Remember that? Think about this. There's a great idea for you. If You're in a high crime area. but get a drone with a camera on it, and uh, uh, I don't know what the laws are on that. You have to be a little careful, but I'm pretty sure you can fly over public spaces and uh, public streets and things like that. And uh, take, I don't know, check the laws before you do know, be sending somebody to jail for doing something silly. But there's a lot of things that these drones could be used for. And I remember, uh, man, it was a little while ago. It might have even been two years ago now. I, think, I feel like it was right about when we moved into this house, which was about three years ago. So maybe two, three years ago. Amazing how quickly time flies. Anyway, it was this whole big write-up. And I forget the website now. It was very futuristic, conspiracy-theory-esque, and it was all about the drones. And they were saying that um, the cell phones, they can ping those locations pretty easily with the, with the Pegasus software. They can find you, and they can root you out. And some of the things that they were talking about with these drones, like, especially with the AI added. So let's just say that they, get, they want to get a target that's in a skyscraper. First, they'll send a kamikaze drone in that'll simply break the glass to gain entry. Then once there's a hole, then the rest of them will go in. And they'll use AI and facial recognition to sort out and find these targets and kill people. Freaky stuff when you think about it, right? And I'm giving you like the Cliff Note version here. It was was insane to me. Well, there's been crafty people around the world working on this stuff. Russian kamikaze drones, a major headache for Ukraine. This is an, a new report here. And I was looking, this is, these are basically little mini missiles, is all they are. Russian Lancet kamikaze drones have become a major thorn in the side of Ukraine, Ukraine's frontline troops, and Kiev needs more advanced West, Western weaponry to tackle this threat. According uh, to an advisor to the Ukrainian defense minister, Kiev's intelligence believes that Russia. Has started investing more in the production of these drones. To understand why they are a concern to us, anything that is capable of damaging our equipment or posing a risk to our troops is a concern to us. Without giving the Russians credit, it's not a bad bit not a it's not a bad bit of kit. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Interesting way to put that. These drones can carry up to three kilograms of explosives. Three kg two pounds is what? Six and a half pounds of explosives on one of these drones. That's some serious firepower, man. And I'm sure that that's just the tip of the iceberg. Um, They're mobile. They can move around quickly. They have good radar that can be integrated into that. The military shares video of kamikaze drone strikes. Lancets can be neutralized through electronic warfare measures. Modern jamming equipment is a very important aspect of our anti-drone capability. But we're badly lacking and looking to our allies, and hopefully one day we'll have more of it. Uh, in recent weeks, the Russian military has on numerous occasions reported the successful use of of these types of UAVs, which have been seen uh, used to destroy mortar teams, self-propelled artillery, tanks, and other heavy vehicles, so drones in the hands of an enemy, and I'm wondering how far away we are that private entities aren't going to be able to buy these things. And what are you going to do? What are you going to do if 12 drones? How would you even know if they if they sent a kamikaze drone into your house? There's a fire incident. How would anybody even know? It's really freaky when you think about it, isn't it? How dangerous. The world's become a crazy place. These little planes flying themselves around. Tell me the world's not getting goofy. Well, then I saw this. (laughs) I thought that was goofy until I saw this story. Major Rachel Jones found solace after coming out as a transgender female. Her journey from battling depression and suicidal thoughts to embracing authenticity inspires us all and uh, then i don't know how many of these are true this was actually a post uh, on twitter that i personally grabbed from the department of defense that's what i just read to you from seen by 2.6 million people i read through the comments i couldn't find anything good i really couldn't why this is being put out and a shot a spotlight shown on it i really have no idea if there's any real agenda here to protect people's mental health, and that's what this is really all about, which is the strangest thing I've ever heard, um, I don't know why you wouldn't just do it quietly. Why does this guy get a special little spot carved out for him? Some of the comments were made um, how out of shape this guy is and hasn't met Army standards. Why is he allowed to get special medical treatment, a special carve-out and then uh, I started to say, I don't know which of this is accurate, but they had some photographs of his work desk, and um, of course he had a she/her thing on his desk. So now everybody's got to walk around on eggshells, right, to kiss this guy's behind. Then he had a little like stuffed animal there, and and somebody rightly asked, I said, you know, why is this guy allowed to have an army major allowed to have a stuffed animal on his desk? Army major sitting here waving around these pride flags. I don't know, I don't know what to say. And by the way, the flags that he's raising, they don't have that triangle thing in there. It's just red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple striped flag. There's got to be some kind of big symbolic difference there, I believe. And there's the Department of Defense supporting it. I mean, whatever you want to say about all that, um, I don't I really don't even know because the people that are defending this, supporting this, you're completely lost your minds. You know, if you want to talk about some statistics and take a look at where this country's headed, the increased cases of Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, the the mass mental health crisis that we're having—is it created by the vaccines? Could it be? Could be. It's going to be our. It's going to be like the fall of Rome. We're going to have a bunch of cross-dressing men uh, telling us to use our proper pronouns, yelling and screaming at us. What's going on in France? Interesting story. Well, we've seen this before, and it's funny how they blame the police, right? Oh, those police, they kill the guy, and then this is what happens. Mm, I'm calling bunk on that one. You want to tell me, like, I don't know where all these, uh, was a kid Nigerian or something like that, African kid? So you got all these people, these um, immigrants there, all pent up in these uh, these different areas, And then all of a sudden, they're all coming out to protest this kid getting shot. Maybe. Maybe. I would imagine there are some, you know, like anything else, like January 6th. January 6th, I conclude at this point that that was a completely paid for, orchestrated and choreographed, made for TV event. Uh, Yes, there were a couple people caught up in it because they couldn't, you know, advertise that. So, you had a few bystanders that got roped up into the whole thing. But I think what you see happening uh, in France right now is CIA uh, inflicted, probably working together with the Britons, British, uh, to affect regime change in France because France is not going along with NATO. He's been cozying up to China and to, um, and to Putin, talking about maybe entering that uh, brick thing instead of the dollar. And I believe that what you're seeing here is the CIA... Um, maybe some other agency involved, but this is right out of that same BLM playbook where they go in. Look at the firework. Are you telling me that people walking around the ghettos and, hey, make sure you got a good stock of fireworks in case we got to go to war? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are they all coming from? How do they know these tactics so well? You know another familiar sound I heard in some of the video? The uh, grinders, right? Now, notice... They don't go in with rifles and guns or batons or Molotov cocktails, maybe a little bit of that if it's necessary. Um, But no, they're in there with grinders so they can peacefully protest, break in, right, firing off all these fireworks, like guns, just creating mayhem. But it's all out of a very familiar playbook. You're telling me that those people down there, that kid got shot, they're like, hey, hey, here's what we got to do, round up. Somebody took the lead on that. Uh, Somebody did. Somebody did. Who was it? I think you're seeing regime change in France. Why isn't any of this being made public? Why isn't it looked into? Why is it, why are we kept in the dark about it? Probably our own CIA behind it, if I had to guess. Like the the great uh, uh, gang, uh, crime family, whatever you want to call it. Well, France is getting out of line. We're going to put a little political pressure on. See, it was the same with Trump, right? You know, he didn't want to. Um, he didn't want to be involved in wars. He wouldn't go along with any of that. Um, you know, he, he was a threat to the whole globalist system. So they're like, all right, black people aren't going to like this. Trust me, they won't. Trust me, because we're going to pay them to make sure that they don't like it. Probably the same thing happening in France right now. Um, this is another big story. And I'll, I'll wrap this up together for you to kind of tell you where I was going. which I kind of let the cat out of the bag in the beginning. Ukraine preparing for a nuclear explosion as Russian troops ordered to leave this zap plant. Isn't it funny how everybody's talking with a Russian accent? The Wagner Group. I'm like, shut the American media is such a bunch of tools. The Wagner Group. I'm not Russian. It's Wagner Group to me, not Wagner Group. <laughs> I'm just laughing, right? So here we go again. Russia blew up their own pipeline, blew up their own dam. Why are they blowing up all their own stuff? That's what we're being told. Worries over a potential blast have prompted training to prepare residents for what might occur. I still kind of cannot process that in the 21st century, this is what's happening. We are preparing for a nuclear explosion, and the whole world is watching, and there is nothing that can be done. In other words, they've already set it in motion. Um who knows what is going to happen? I don't like to predict the future. Lots of false alarms they put out there. The story itself is pressure. Pressure from Macron, uh, uh, Marconi there in France, or like his name is. Um, probably the timing of it. You know, the, the word on the street right now is that it's the Ukrainians that are considering blowing it up. I would say to you, um, th- this idea on either side is is a, like, drinking poison to get— get back at the other side uh, to create a a nuclear incident on purpose? Who would do such a thing? Nobody. I seriously don't see why Putin would do that. None of his actions are geared in that direction, unless you want to believe the American media reports that he blew up the dam and he blew up the pipeline that we know now that he didn't, right? What's really going on at the nuclear power plant? Well, I would say to you, you don't even need a radiological leak to get the same impact. They already are, right? Look, at all of a sudden, Macron, all the pressure on this guy. The, the CIA swoops in. The, the whole country's burning overnight on top of that. Now we're facing nuclear war. Are you with the UN? Are, are, are you with the, the uh, NATO or not, France? Time to make a decision. This is the nuclear pressure. Uh, the, the, the political pressure, rather. And who knows? Macron, for his part, maybe he's trying to to eke out a better deal for himself, probably, if I had to guess. In the meantime, what does government do well? Destroy stuff. When are people going to wake up to that? I don't see the people destroying things on the scale that the government is. This uh, issue of a a nuclear uh, incident is really concerning. There was also... um, I forget who it was, a couple of senators, reaching across the aisle. When they tell you they're reaching across the aisle, that lets you know that we're getting screwed big time. And they said, basically, if there's, if there's a, a nuclear incident, even a leak, that it will invoke a Chapter 5 of the UN and, and we will come to Ukraine's defense. They're just itching to jump into this thing. Itching. Who benefits from this war in Ukraine? Well, let's talk about it. Um, the incumbent in office benefits, the media benefits, because any time they want, they could dial up. I mean, look, this if, if there is a nuclear incident, real or not, um, you're going to have people glued, is this, is this World War III? Is this nuclear war? III? People are going to go bonkers just on the, on the threat of it. Think about the submarine stories. I said you don't even need a, a true radiological incident to get the same effect. Imagine if they had a—we're uh, getting information out of Ukraine right now that um, U.N. inspectors have detected radiological material. No word at this time on how much or the exact location. This is where we're being told, more to follow! World War III! Yeah, the media, they're going to make a ton of money off of it. Yeah. Is anybody going to be talking about cutting the defense budget at the end of the year? Do you know there's another uh, de- dead- ce- ceiling deadline coming up this fall? I thought that they just agreed to like a two-year deal or some scam. I thought they just waffled out a few trillion dollars less, but they didn't. That wasn't the budget. All just a scam. I saw this is how bad it is with the printing of money. They have to find a place where to keep the quote growth. And when we we met our peak demand, that we don't need things, they're going to come up with crazy ideas to get, keep the money moving. I saw this new thing they want to build ships that are pulled by these giant kites. We're going to go back to sailing instead of uh, using motors on boats. Let me know how that works out. But they don't—they could fake a whole nuclear incident there. And, you know, it's like anything. It was COVID real. Yeah, there was a, a virus that existed. By the way, if you listen to JFK Jr. He would say to you that um, AIDS, Lyme's disease I read about was, in fact, a lab leak from our own labs, poisoning our own people with, with complete impunity. Nobody's ever held accountable for the leak or the damage it's done. My buddy has Lyme's disease. He suffers horribly from it. Made in a lab. COVID. Made in a lab. It was real. It was a real scam. Look at how they overreact. Ah, Lockdown. Mask up. None of that was necessary. You don't think they'd do it again? Ooh, ooh, nuclear warning. Everyone... Martial law declared, get in your homes, uh, elections put on hold, They'll do whatever they want, whatever they need to do. They don't care. They don't care. Where's the rubber meet the road in all this? What do you do? Well, that's a perfect segue into this little story. Up to 80 million people will be plunged into hunger if climate targets are not met. Now, listen to that statement a second. Oh, we better do No, that was a threat. This is a message. This is not news. This is a message saying to people in politics and whatnot, either you continue to pump money into the new Green Deal or people are going to starve because we're going to cut off the food. They already are. The, the, the Germanic people produce so much food out of Holland, out of the, out of the, 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 the um, what is it here, the belt, the, uh, the farm belt. We feed the whole world. And they're basically saying, you know, if we don't get things cleaned up the way we want it, then we're going to we're gonna put controls in place. They already are. Stopping the uh, nitrogen production. Very sinister. Very sinister. They've even messed with the Amish. I was thinking of the Amish. I wonder, I wonder how they're doing with the drought here in Pennsylvania this year. It really dry. Our gardens suffered. Did I tell you the deer ate the tops off all my tomato plants? I can't talk about it right now. I'm going to kill the deer. I had spray, too. I finally used it. Why don't we wait till the plants are fully <laughs> and then we'll spray for the deer. Um our driveway when I went off it uh, was it Sunday morning my back was bothering me, I jumped up out of bed anyway, chased right after. You get a little you get ever a little pushback. The deer, they get a little bipolar or something. Like you always get one that likes to start trouble. The world is advancing towards a catastrophic future where tens of millions of people Will be at risk of famine unless climate change is adequately addressed, according to the United Nations Human Rights Chief. Warned in a debate on Monday, speaking to officials at a UN Human Rights Council event in Geneva, Switzerland, Volker Turk said extreme weather events are having a significant negative impact on crops, herds, and ecosystems, prompting further concerns about global food availability. I say to you again, I can make this so clear that it's a lie. If in fact that you saw that food supplies were going to become interrupted and you felt that the cause of that was CO2 and you thought solar panels great. Wouldn't there be a move to stock up? Wouldn't you say suggest that people perhaps war gardens need to make a make a comeback? There's no there's no crop shortage. There's no food shortage. It's man-made hysteria. Just to create pressure to keep spending money on solar panels, to keep spending your money, fiat money, driving up inflation, it's all just greed, greed, greed. All just to rip us off of more and more, the money flow to where they want it to flow to. That's what it's all about. Here's what I would say to you. You want a way around it? Grow your own food. Simply put, now we had a difficult time this year because of the dry conditions which had nothing to do with climate change, by the way. It's a, it's, a, it's a weather pattern that occurs here every so often, not very, where it kind of divides the country north to south right down like the Mississippi River. And it doesn't allow the, the normal air to flow through the way it normally does, bringing the storm systems that normally come with it. And it went on for a while. It was a little freaky. We're still getting smoke down here from the Canadian wildfires. They're issuing these weather alert, air quality alerts. There's nothing wrong with the air out here. Another big lie. All to keep pressure on keeping that money flowing. But it's become pure lunacy. Anyway, I started to say, uh, adopt a simple life. Enjoy working hard. And one of the things that you're going to want to do right now is learn how to grow food. I can't recommend to you enough. Start learning how to grow food. You know, I I don't know where all this is going to go. I don't want to continue to uh, support the hysteria because as it stands, our freezers are full. Uh, food abounds everywhere we go there's too much of it probably at the same time um and we have a stock you know it's not like we don't have a, a buffer built in there uh but without food sooner or later it's gonna get to be a big problem and what do you do well, you're gonna have to hunt and you're gonna have to grow food really well, all it, it, it comes down to you know they're blaming the European governments for banning nitrogen fertilizer which is a whole big scam in itself but uh I don't believe that the Amish use any pesticides or uh, chemicals or uh, synthetic fertilizers. I'm pretty sure they don't. So why don't we just learn to to farm the way the Amish do it? And and they have the most productive fields anywhere. Pretty amazing when you think about it. God is good. All these systems are already in place to provide an abundance of never-ending supply of clean water and clean air. Can you imagine that? There it is for us to use. All we got to do is apply a little bit of work. It's a command. It ought to be the one commandment in the Bible, right? You shall work. Right after all, you shall work your whole lives. It says that. Not maybe. It's not to say some of you. It says you shall. And like stubborn children, we have fought that. Once you learn to embrace it, the world becomes a different place, my friend. That's my thought for today. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.